Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Juggalina, along with my buddy George Kurtz on a Sunday. How's it going, George? Good morning, Joseph. Uh, it's going well, you know, going as, as, as well as it can be for someone who's now sharing a house with about 10 women of from ages 8 on up. <laughs> yeah, you had a big uh, shindig at Casa Kurtz, at Kingdom Kurtz. I saw this uh, picture of this huge slide. And uh, you know, we talked about the your, your huge backyard. You, you set up this slide. But, well, you didn't set it up, right? You got it delivered and they set it up for you, I hope? Yeah, yeah, no, they set it up. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't take very long. For as, for as immense as this thing is, it doesn't take very long to set up. Good for them. Right, right. You just blow it up and then they put stakes, I'm sure. But uh, everybody had a great time, I'm, I'm sure. They're still on it. They they are. She woke up early. And there's uh all the little ones about oh, wow. uh, four or That's five, and we're out on it right now. Uh, it's like I can see them sliding down uh, as I'm doing the show here. Uh, right. it's, yeah, it was. It's my daughter. It's my daughter's uh, ninth birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, Madison. Happy birthday, uh, and it was also also my oldest niece's birthday, my youngest nephew's birthday. God, a lot of birthdays in August. And uh, sure. the funny thing is, uh, my my other niece, my 20 year old niece, uh, she she comes over yesterday. And uh, about 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon, she tells me, you know, uh, Uncle George, I'm going to go upstairs and take a nap. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, that was just at 4.35 o'clock yesterday. It is now 9 o'clock in the morning. That's <laughs> you 16 <haven't> hours. Seen <laughs> She's still upstairs <laughs> in my daughter's bedroom sleeping. It's been 16 wow. hours. I mean, my <laughs> God. Nice to be young to be able to sleep that much again. Yeah, she uh, must have had a fun Friday night. Right. I mean, uh, yesterday I, I had to pick up my daughter who uh, came back from Europe. She went with her friends, uh, took a cruise, visited Venice and Greece and Croatia. So we picked her up, come home. Just like you said, this was at seven o'clock. <laughs> Basically, good night. <laughs> so she had a great time. So, hey, you know, sleep is important, right? Yeah, literally, I'm not complaining. I'm jealous. Yeah, I like yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and you tried the uh, tried out this slide for yourself. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I was on it about a bunch. Of, it, it's it's fun. The hardest thing about the slide for an adult is actually just climbing up the uh, the stairs or whatever they mm-hmm. you know the things they uh, that you have to climb up because it's steep. It's easy for right. kids who weigh like fifty pounds. They just go flying up that thing. Adults, it's uh, a little bit like more of a torture, you know. But uh, going down it, you feel it, man. You get that pit in your stomach going down. It, it's fun. We do so many things for our kids. I mean, the, the, I don't know if I, want, I was going to say the craziest, but it's not really crazy. But uh, a couple of years in a row, uh, my wife had, when my kids were young, she was part of the uh, the PTA. And they had like a spring fair or whatever. And I got roped into being in the dunk tank two years in a row. So, you know, I, I remember the first year they tried to fill up the dunk tank using a garden hose. And that wasn't working, right? So I'm like, oh, too bad. I really wanted to be in the dunk tank. And then somebody says, wait a minute. You know, I, I know somebody that's uh, in the fire department. I'll call them. I'll see if they can, you know, maybe open up the, the fire hydrant. And they did. And I got stuck uh, getting dunked into the fire. <laughs> so, you know, thinking back now, uh, fun times. So, you know, happy birthday to your daughter, Madison, to your niece. I know yours is coming up uh, within the next week or so. So, so uh, happy, you know, if I, in case I forget, happy birthday to you. Thank so, you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, mine's in a few welcome. days. 
Yeah. Oh, a few days. Okay, good, good. Um, hopefully, maybe you keep the slide uh, up and you could have fun. You and your wife could slide down the slide on your birthday. Uh, no, they're picking it up tomorrow. Uh, we only rented it for one day, but we got, got lucky. No one had yeah. it rented the day before or the day after. So, uh, Great. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're not sending anybody on the weekend to come get it. So right. uh, we have it until tomorrow. All right, so uh, today's show will be mostly football, mostly fantasy football. We'll sprinkle in some uh, baseball as well. Uh, later on, we'll uh, take a look at ADPs and possible situations that you're going to face eighth, rain, eighth round on. But uh, let's just talk a little bit, a little bit uh, uh, some recent news. We went over this yesterday with Mike, but I want to get your take on it. Uh, your take on the, the, the Josh Gordon news that came out where he is uh, reinstated. So uh, talk to me. Are you surprised about the reinstatement? Uh, what do you think it does for his ADP? Uh, what do you think it does for the, uh, the Patriots in general and uh, his fantasy impact this year? Interesting. You know, I, I am surprised that they let him back in so quickly for a guy who's been suspended numerous times. And all of a sudden, you know, he got suspended in December. December was his last uh, a lifetime suspension, indefinite, whatever they want to call it. And for mm-hmm. him barely to miss any games is a little strange. What they viewed as missing the Super Bowl as enough of a punishment there. So weird, yeah, right? you know, uh, how they do that. Uh, some guys get a lot. Some guys get a little. Uh, I know it's all different uh, circumstances going on here with the different players. But, yeah, I was surprised he got back in. This almost seems to be, once again, a kinder, kinder nicer, nicer uh, NFL, especially when it comes to offensive players who are stars, you know, guys who are uh, named players. And I, I think, it's, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, once again, it's a conspiracy theorist here. Uh, it's all about the NFL in the 100th year. They want to celebrate. They don't want to have many negative things going on. You know, they'll still suspend players, you know, of linemen who nobody, nobody's heard of and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, letting Tyreek Hill off the hook, now uh, Josh Gordon letting him back so quickly. Strange. Strange how the NFL is working this year. Uh, so, I, I was surprised. Now, as far as uh, for the Patriots, listen, I think we all need to keep our expectations in check. It's certainly a good thing for New England, right? Gives them a weapon, a downfield weapon at that. So, it's certainly good for them. But fantasy-wise, am I going to all of a sudden take him in the third round? No, no, no. I don't think I don't know if he's anything more than a low-end wide receiver two at this point. Uh, I mean, people are going to they're going to grab him. They're going to grab him in drafts because they're going to assume that he's going to be with Josh Gordon he was a few years ago. And at this point, mm-hmm. it's a lot of years ago. You know, I, I don't know if I, uh, if I could ever see that again. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe he'll be that player, but I kind of have my doubts at 28 years old, uh, especially this year. Maybe it's next year if he could stay uh, once again, he could stay clean, and then it happens. And that's also a big thing. Can he stay clean? And can he stay clean? No one knows. You know, I don't. I doubt he knows. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with him taking him as a wide receiver, too, probably around round six, somewhere around there. But people are going to jump up and take mm, him around okay. round four, I have little doubt. Yeah, because uh, as of now, uh, I'm looking at the NFFC website, and the ADP has not adjusted. Uh, he's still going, you know, according to them, 16th, 17th round. But you think that uh, eventually it could go as low as you think sixth round in, in a 12-team league? Not for me. I, I doubt I'll have him in many leagues, but he's a name guy. So you're talking mm-hmm. in regular home leagues. People are going to see the name, and they're going to grab and think he's going to be the next big thing with Tom Brady. You know, they'll right. forget that he's barely played, that he, you know, he's been suspended, Tom Brady's older, that sort of thing. I mean, those kind of leagues, Brady might still go as a quarterback one, too. Same thing. Mm-hmm. People draft the name, not the production. So, right. uh, yeah, I think it's certainly uh, the ADPs haven't caught up yet. He just got reinstated a couple of days ago. So you right, need to right. wait about two weeks really to see how that pays up. But it's, I think it'll go, when you said around 15, around 16, I think it'll be half of that. Like I said, between around mm-hmm. six and eight is where I expect him to go in, in most drafts, probably starting probably starting tonight. All right. So uh, you know, I, I, I have to say that I, I think that the Patriots kind of saw this coming because, you know, there were, we heard reports that in the preseason or before even the, the, the preseason started, that uh, he and and Brady were working out together, and and you know Brady very picky about you know who who he likes and who he doesn't like to throw the ball to. But it seems like they have a pretty good connection. Well, they better right. They better because they like I said they, their offensive weapons are a little weak. I mean, I think it's a uh, a little unfair to expect Harry to be uh, great right off the bat in that kind of offense. Again, that trust of Brady to be that downfield threat. Edelman will have a big year in PPR leagues. He'll catch a you know a truckload of balls sure. as long as he stays healthy. You know, James mm-hmm. White will be valuable, too. But they need someone to push the ball down the field, and now they have it. And what Josh Gordon right. was great about Gordon is that he'll force the safety to stay high. 
get him out of the box, losing a defender there. So uh, Josh Gordon is certainly I, – you can make an argument that he's better for the team than he is for fantasy. Mm-hmm. He'll be a, make a bigger, uh, I guess, production for uh, New England as a whole than he will for fantasy. That being said, it also wouldn't shock me if, if uh, Gordon gets better as the season goes along. Once again, sure. if he can stay out of trouble, if he can stay clean, I, it wouldn't shock me you know, as the weeks go on, he gets better and better and better. And this has got to both, in my opinion, help and hurt and uh, rookie wide receiver and kill Harry because it's probably going to take away from, from his, uh, his targets. But at the same time, uh, you know, he could kind of learn at the, at the, at the, the foot of a, you know, of a very talented uh, wide receiver. Uh, in in Josh Gordon, so uh, what do you? How do you think that this? Uh, do you agree? Do you think that this will impact? You know, have like a, a both a, a good and a, a bad aspect to uh, Harry's season. Yeah, it probably means are you an optimist or a pessimist? I mean, it really does. Are you an optimist? Oh well, you know, now he doesn't see the safety, he doesn't see the uh, the number one cornerback. Teams won't game plan for him. Not they, not that they really would anyway. But he won't have that kind of attention. And of course, the pessimist. Oh yeah, oh, now Edelman's going to get a lot of balls. James White's going to get a lot of balls. Josh Gordon's going to get the deep shots now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't leave a lot left over for him, does it? You know, you can right, look at it that right. way as well. So, uh, yeah, as much as I would, uh, you know, when you're putting Josh Gordon, you are lowering. How, you don't have a choice. You have to lower him. You know, because once again now, what is he? Uh, uh, probably at the very best of flex play. And he may be, for me, he'd be somebody, just a bench guy. On my bench, right. see what happens. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, just some other news here and there. Uh Josh McCown, yeah, no, no, no fantasy implications. Obviously, the the fact that he came out of retirement, but uh, backing up uh, Carson Wentz, I, I think it's a good move for the Eagles' part, right? I mean, Josh McCown has been serviceable as a quarterback, you know, a real life quarterback. And let's face it, Carson Wentz hasn't been the healthiest guy around for the past couple of years, even in college. It's the first thing I thought of when I uh, saw heard about the signing. I'm like, oh well, even they're admitting it. Right, that Wentz had some injury problems. Yeah, they lost their backups to some injuries as well. Uh, Sutfield will be out. They're really not sure how long he'll be out for, maybe all of September. Uh, so that sort of thing. Yeah, so they're smart. I mean, it's a smart move. McCown, veteran quarterback, coming on the system, was out there, you know, uh, doing NFL Live for ESPN. Now he gets to go play again. Yeah. Good move for him as well. Yeah, I just always I find it kind of funny. I mean, McCown said he retired because he wanted to spend more time with his family. Well, apparently that lasted a few months. He got tired. Screw it. All right, I got to get the hell out of here, man. Get me back at training camp and make that money. I mean, his wife told yeah. him, listen, we don't need you around here. Go out and make, some, go out yeah. make the millions. You know, uh, keep us in uh, whatever. Keep us in uh, the life yeah. of luxury there, that sort of thing. So I just find that funny. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good move for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I got to, to, to uh, meet my family again. <laughs> I hadn't seen them in a while. And, you know, I really don't like them. So let me go back to work. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a funny it was a funny thing. It makes it good for McCown. Uh, he looks mm-hmm. like Vanilla Ice, by the way. I, I didn't realize that. You watch him on NFL Live. He li- he just reminds me of Vanilla Ice, uh, chiseled blonde hair and all that look back in the nineties. Uh, to me, he always reminded me of uh, Ivan Drago from the the, the Rocky that Four too. movies. That <laughs> too. <laughs> you know, I see that. That's. Yeah, and funny, last night, you know, I was watching a little of the preseason uh, football here and there, also flipping around, and I came on to uh, Creed 2. I don't know if you saw uh, either of the Creed movies, and uh, the, the Creed 2 premise is that, uh, you know, Rocky is now, you know, for these two movies, he's training Apollo Creed's son, and uh, brings him to, to a, a championship, and all of a sudden, uh, Ivan Drago... Uh, comes back into the picture, but he brings his son, and uh, they challenge Apollo Creed uh, for uh, you know t- f- for the title. So, and the usual things happen that you would expect. So, but it, you know, I I can't kind of turn off a, a, a except for Rocky Five, <laughs> Rocky movie. You know, uh, I saw Creed. I didn't see Creed Two, but I did see Creed One. I'll see mm-hmm. Creed Two eventually. I have nothing against it. Just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, it just hit the it just hit cable. So two minutes. Cable? What's cable? You know what I mean? Hit the movie channel. Yeah. I forget which yeah, one. No, Maybe well, I'll, I'll see it when it comes on one of the services eventually. But I'm uh, I'm in no rush. I'm the kind of guy I still got to figure out uh, what order to watch the Marvel movies in so I can catch up on these things. I think the only Marvel movie I've ever seen is Iron Man. Well, that, I think that was the first one. Yeah, that is and that was so another thing. You know, was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think uh, on another cable channel they had uh, 
Captain America Winter Soldier, which a lot of people feel is, you know, other than the Avenger movies, the best Marvel movie. So, uh, but you but you have a good start there, Kurtz, uh, with the the Iron Man movie, and I uh, I uh, oh, thanks. I envy you. No, sir, I envy you because you haven't seen them yet. You have a lot of entertaining movies to watch. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan though, so it won't be a big thing for me. If I was, I would have watched yeah. them by now, wouldn't I? I mean, it's been a while. By the way, where's Mike yeah. Blewett this morning? Wasn't he supposed to be here? One minute. <laughs> I guess he <laughs> he's in one. Texas. I just realized this. <laughs> he's in Dallas. He blew us off. He's, he's in Dallas looking for Zeke. He just Who's blew Zeke? it. He's back. He, <laughs> he's back. Zeke just blew into no, but, Dallas, right? He just uh, apparently returned from Cabo. Well, after he heard uh, that, that little clip, I don't know if you saw your uh, owner there saying uh, – Ziku, <laughs> did you see that little clip? We're going to be talking a little bit about the preseason action last night, and and, and you know uh, pick out some key performances and whatnot. But Ziku, uh, we have Pollard now. We don't need Zeke. Yeah. Super Bowl. Giants play Dallas Week One. I don't want Zeke there for Week One. We'll be back. Weekend fantasy update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update, Joe Galena and George Kurtz and the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle. Hanging out with us, producing the show. Bringing us back with a little St. Elmo's Fire. Never really saw, never really. Either I did or I didn't. Never saw the movie. You, you see that movie? I think I've seen bits and pieces, but I was never right. a huge yeah. fan. Even though I like all the, uh, I like most of the actors and actresses in that uh, flick. But uh, right, that was like yeah, the Brat Pack kind of era, thing. right? Yeah, I mean, right? I love Breakfast Club from the eighties. Breakfast Club was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah but uh, mm-hmm. Saint was Fire, Breakfast Club. What was the other one? Uh, Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. I think were the three movies with a lot of the same uh, actors, and uh, I wasn't big on. Well, I like the Pink, song. I like the the theme song from uh, Psychedelic Furs. <laughs> Pretty in pink, back from the '80s, but uh, yeah, yeah, had the Brat Pack with Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Molly Ringwald, all that kind of, all those, all those, those people. Hey, uh, you watching the uh, the reboot of uh, Beverly Hills 90210? I picture you as a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan. I don't know if anyone's ever insulted me more. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I. Back in the 90s, I did have to watch the original because if you were dating anybody in the 90s, you had to watch Beverly Hills 90210 along with uh, Absolutely. What was the yeah. uh, Melrose Place. Uh, Melrose and, Place, uh, yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, it was on after Beverly Hills. Uh, I know. There the was one another with, one. Uh, I can't. Th- Nev can't. Nev something or other. Oh, Party of Five. Right, 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 right. Party of, yeah. You had to, if you were dating anybody in the 90s, you had to watch those things because they mm. made you watch. Man, there were no, right. uh, you know, no DVRs back then, so you were watching that as like date night. Yay, shoot me. Uh, right. That sort of thing. Uh, no, I am not watching the remake of Beverly Hills. No, it's not a remake. It's a reboot. Get it. Get Whatever it the hell it is, I don't care. <laughs> a remake. You know, my daughter's watching uh, Riverdale. She's binging Riverdale, and I had to explain to her. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Luke, that Luke Perry. Luke Perry. You know, he died in real life. Yeah. Yes. She, she just yeah. caught up. That's so, amazing. Uh, you know, that's, that's a show. I was I was going to start watching that, and maybe I will eventually if I have time. I don't know. But that's based on the Archie comics, right? Yeah, it is. That's 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 what I was <laughs> yeah. telling her. I'm like, yeah, I've heard. I don't. I don't watch the show, but I've heard of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, Jughead. <laughs> Luke Perry was it was yeah. the one was the one uh, character I liked on Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you uh, did you have the uh, the long sideburns because they were he, they brought them back into fashion back in late '80s, early '90s when the, those shows were popular. 
No, at one point I did have a uh, longer hair uh, that I could put into a – I never did, but I could put into a ponytail if I wanted to. But uh, wow, I got cool. rid of that. When, when I started playing hockey heavy, I got rid of that uh, – I didn't want the uh, the mullet going on there. For me, it was easier to get the mullet <laughs> on my head. Right. And I sh- uh, pretty much shaved my head, so I- I've right, had this right. look in, as far as my hair for I don't know thirty years. Right, and it looks good on you. You're a handsome man. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, now we're really getting into bad territory. Yes. Well, my wife's gonna be jealous. There you go. There you go. Uh, pretty soon you're going to have a bunch of kids awake and you're going to have to feed them. So get ready. <laughs> oh, the, I told you, the little ones are already awake, man. The little ones woke yeah. up. They already ate. During the break, yeah. uh, I actually stole some of their food. There's some bacon on the table, man. Doing that three-minute commercial. Nice. bacon on someone's plate. I don't nice. care what it is. Yeah, the little <laughs> ones are awake. My wife's out there with them. But the, uh, the older ones, my oldest daughter and her friend who slept over, they're sleeping. And my mm. niece. Like I said, we're going on hour 17 now, still asleep. Just check on her. Make sure she's okay. I did. Make Somebody, sure she's breathing. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put a, a mirror to her nose. So, all right, let's uh, take a look at some of uh, what happened in, in yesterday's preseason action. Uh, you know, not much uh, credence you put it. I mean, we talked about this last week. You don't really watch much uh, preseason, right? I mean, you watch it in the background. I know that you have the NFL Network on 24-7 in the man cave and whatnot. But, you know, how do you use it in terms of uh, for uh, fantasy purposes, even if you want to talk uh, you know, for betting purposes because you're going to be doing the weekend wagers show, uh, you know, in, in, in the next uh, few hours. So talk to me a little bit how you handle, you know, preseason, what you try to get out of it. All right. Uh, like I said, I do watch preseason. I mean, I'm watching the Colts and Browns now. It's on the NFL Network. Uh, but I'll tell you, I mean, last night the Cowboys, I'm a Cowboy fan. Cowboys were playing the Rams in Hawaii. Uh, now, I knew beforehand that, you know, Dak wasn't going to play. Zeke, obviously, not going to play. Cooper wasn't going to play. No Goff, no Gurley. You know, most of the stars weren't playing in this thing. You just lose interest real quick. You know, the opening sure. drive, all right, Dak's in the end. Then after that, it's like, oh, okay, now we're down to Mike White and Cooper Rush, and no one cares. Sloppy football, tons of penalties. I mean, it literally, it, it's hard football to watch because there's going to be over 20 penalties in the game. You know, the stupid pass interference review, which is just idiotic. Because no one knows what's clear and concise. In the net, no one knows. So uh, as far even, even for me being a Cowboy fan, I lose interest in it real quick. I, what I watch it for is pretty simple. Players who are hurt. Well, coming back from injury, I want to see them. I want to see how they look. I do make an effort. You know, I'll write down, okay, you know, so-and-so is playing at 7 o'clock. If I can't watch the game, I'll find out when the replay is. One thing that's great about the NFL mm-hmm. Network, they replay every damn game. It's not yes. that hard to go over and over. Over and over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over and over. So you can find a game. And I, w- I want to see how they look. Are they coming out of their cuts? Are they running uh, full speed? How do they look? You know, the eye test, that sort of thing. Uh, the other thing is for positional battles, same thing. You know, how guys look. You, uh, it's important to know. Oh, he, this guy lined up with the second team. No first team reps. That's important. It means he may be behind the other guy. You know, that sort of thing. So you pay attention to stuff like that. But all in all, preseason, I mean, as a fantasy player, for my drafts that have already happened, please get up. Just get up at the tackle. You know, you want your players up. No injuries. You don't want to see your players yes. get hurt. We've been pretty lucky right. so far, Joe. I don't know too many injuries in these games where it's affecting fantasy. You know, years past, mm-hmm. you know, Jordy Nelson got hurt. Benjamin got hurt the one year. We've had other injuries where guys are gone, uh, you know, before you even uh, had a chance to see them playing real action games here. Right there, you draft them. Boom, gone for the year. Nothing worse than that. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a draft on uh, my home league draft this Thursday. So the last thing I want to hear is the player I drafted at 7 p.m. got hurt at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that was driving me insane. You know, there's, there's nothing worse than that. That'll bring you down real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, since you mentioned, you know, the Cowboys game, they played out in uh, Hawaii. Yeah, Rams, I think most of their team didn't even travel to Hawaii. So, but the Cowboys beat the Rams 14 to 10. Uh, Prescott actually did play 5 for 5, 64 yards. Uh, Gallup, one catch, but a really nice one for 31 yards. Uh, Tony Pollard, five carries, 42 yards. That's an 8.4 average, also a touchdown. Uh, I can't say I watched this game, but I watched the highlights. Pollard looked pretty good, obviously. Uh, obviously, when you're seeing the highlights, you're seeing the best plays that he made. But uh, uh, what do you think about Pollard? And, uh, you know, when we last spoke last week, uh, I believe you were kind of convinced that you thought that uh, Zeke was going to be there for week one. Do you still feel confident in that? Uh, yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, listen, the ultimate test of confidence will come during my drafts. I have two home league drafts this uh, week, and I'm not afraid to admit those are the leagues I care about the most. 
Now, mm-hmm. in, um, in my league, I, uh, I draft 11th in the first round, and in the other league, I draft first. Uh, I was, uh, I'll definitely have a chance to get Zeke in the other league, especially since uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are both keepers in that league. Mm-hmm. Uh, both the other teams decided to give up their first-round pick to keep them. So, you know, first overall pick, it's a, it is a uh, super flex league, two quarterbacks, and a bunch of quarterbacks are kept as well. Uh, but I can't get Pat Mahomes. So that league comes down to me at number one, teams take Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, or Zeke. Now, simple math tells me is I'm going to take Deshaun Watson number one in that league because I go I have my I go first I also go third draft pick trades from last season, so I can I'll get either Kamara or Zeke at three, you know mm-hmm. if I want Zeke. Let's say if Kamara goes two, then I'll have to make that decision. Do I want to take Zeke or do I want to take David Johnson? He's available. You know that would be, be what it would come down to Zeke or David Johnson. I did go uh, Zeke in the uh, the uh, the fantasy frenzy the pit league that we did with the uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the friends. You know, best friends gotcha. forever. Yeah, so yeah. I did go Zeke at yep. number five there. That could shine me away, Joe. It could. Maybe I want to diversify. I don't have any shares of David Johnson yet. And we'll see how the Thursday league goes. That league, uh, I pick 11th. And you went, oh, Zeke's not going to fall to 11th. But once again, it's a uh, super flex league. Quarterbacks are going to go early. They always do in this league. Zeke could fall there. The only thing is, in that mm-hmm. league, in both these leagues, a lot of Cowboy fans. I mean, at uh-huh. least a third of these this league is Cowboy fans. So they might take Zeke before I can get to him. But that'll be the ultimate mm-hmm. decision. Uh, we could say, oh, we want now. They're both heavy money leagues. They're both about two hundred dollars to play, so right. uh, that'll be the ultimate decision when my turn comes. Am I going to pull it on Zeke? I'll tell you this: if I do get Zeke on Thursday, there's no chance I'll take him on Saturday. Not unless things change mm-hmm. as far as his contract status. I do think he comes back. He has come back from Cabo. He came back with his entire training staff. Everybody came back. Uh, this could be because Dallas is done with Oxnard. You know, they're done with training camp now. Now they'll be back in Dallas. Maybe that's the reason why. Or it could be a sign that things are heating up as far as contract negotiations, and they expect to get it done. Mm-hmm. The thing Good is point, this. Yeah. You listen to any of these, anybody who's reviewing anything, no one expects this to go into the regular season. Nobody. Right. Everyone expects it to get done, which generally means he'll hold out for the year. But uh, <laughs> you know, if, you go, if you go by all that, I, I do think it gets done. I don't think Jerry Jones is going to want to screw up this year. You know, he knows you. This, you know, as far as the window for this team, it's open now. Better take advantage of it. And if you want to find mm-hmm. out about Garrett, remember Garrett has no contract for next year. You know, is it really fair to him if you don't sign his best players? Right. You know, so we'll see right. what happens there. But I, I think it gets done. Unless Zeke is completely unreasonable, I think it gets done. Right. So, uh, you know, I've been, like you, I've been involved in, in some drafts already. Uh, when you look at uh, the Raz Bowl put out by the, the pe- good people at Raz Bowl, uh, and that was a slow draft that started a couple weeks ago. Uh, Elliot was the number one overall pick. So then uh, this past Thursday, I think it was Thursday, uh, Andy Singleton uh, put together this drafting with Giants, and it's in its league, and it's in its fifth year. And uh, happy to, I'm happy to be a part of it. And I had the fourth overall pick, and uh, it went Kamara number one overall, followed by Barkley, then Christian McCaffrey, and then it was up to me. And I thought about Elliot, I thought about it, and then... I was considering taking him. Then I considered taking DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, you, you get some uh, extra bonuses for targets. But, you know, I, I, I went and I got my first share of the fantasy football season of Dave Johnson. Uh, and then uh, Devontae Adams went after that. And then with the sixth pick, Ezekiel Elliott went. What do you think about taking David Johnson at number four there? Um, I think right now I would... I might do the same if I had any other shares of Ezekiel Elliott. Once again, we're assuming that Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey go in some order one, two, three. All right, so right. assuming that happens, uh, I, like I said, if I had, if I ended up with Zeke on Thursday, I wouldn't then take him again on Saturday. Not not as not as of right now, from what we know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take the chance. Mm-hmm. So my only problem with Johnson is, and Johnson would be next in line, by the way. He's the guy I would take as well. But my only problem is this: that offensive line. I mean, for lack of a better term, it, it sucks. It's bad. Agreed. It's Agreed. Bad. I mean, it was bad last year, too. I know people are going to point that out, but it's bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of running room there. But, uh, that's right. Murray has to run, too. They could say they want to be a, mm-hmm. uh, stay in the pocket. He's going to have to run. All right. He, he's not going to be able to make any big, big plays if he doesn't run there. The offensive line is putrid. It's, it has work to be done. It's my only worry there, Joe. It's my only worry mm-hmm. there. So uh, I have David Johnson at five as well. So I have, I have no issue with you, and I, like I said I would do the same exact thing. I would still, like I said, two drafts. I would probably, I would all, all likely still take Zeke in the first draft, 
It's the second draft I may not take because I don't know if I want them twice. I, I believe in diversification when it's close. Me too. You mm-hmm. know, when, it, when it's close. Not just for the sake of diversifying, but when it's close. Right. And uh, if, all things being even, I'd like to have Zeke in every league, but I, don't, I can't be sure he's going to show up. Now, you also, let's say this gets done, but it gets done um, September 2nd, right before game one. You know, okay, well, how much are you going to play in game, week one? The Cowboys may look at it. You know what? We don't need him to play a full load to beat the Giants. Then week two, you get mm-hmm. the Redskins. You can make the same argument there. And week three, you play with Dolphins. You don't need him at all to beat with Dolphins. Mm-hmm. All right? So they can make that argument. You're really getting him geared up for week four. That sort of thing. So that might concern me as well. Plus, there's the old you know, soft tissue injury, getting a hamstring, a groin, a calf. That that gets hurt because it hasn't been in train camp all um all, you know, all August, so that would bother me as well. So I could see diversifying, and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I, in my opinion, you know, I'm not as confident as I was a week or two ago that it's going to get done by the start of the season. It probably will, but it wouldn't shock me if, you know, he, he misses week one or week two, if, if it gets done there. So let's say... It, it is September 2nd. The first game of the season, I think, is September 8th or so, right? If I'm not mistaken. Well, let's sure, say it's... Well, uh, technically, it's Thursday the 5th, but right, first right. Sunday is the 8th. Okay. Right. So let's say it's let's say it's the 4th and he's not signed. And, you know, uh, the, the, a lot of people like myself like to wait as, as late as possible to have my draft. Where do you think his ADP goes there? I mean, do you think it's it's like lower first round? Do you think that maybe you could get him like at number 11 overall? Like, you you know, or what, what do you think happens there? Well, if he's not signed and there's no news that he's going to sign by the fourth, that means he's missing week one. Even if he signs, then he's going to miss week one. Right, right. I, I, that Dallas isn't going to just sign him on a, that Wednesday or Thursday and play him that Sunday. That would seem highly right. unlikely. Uh, does it get you enough time for week two? And yet, now you're missing him two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he absolutely falls out of the first half of the first round. And at that mm-hmm. point, I said, if, if he's willing to miss a game, I get real worried. Once we're sort of missing games, I get real worried. They were, they were calling each other's bluffs, that sort of thing. Who blinks first? Yeah. You know, right. uh, he'll, he's already missing game checks. Uh, yeah, you don't want this to go missing. to week 10. <laughs> no. Oh, no, but if we go to week 10, Dallas, the season is over. And Jerry Jones mm-hmm. is really screwed up. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it would be, uh, I, I would probably drop him out of the first round at that point. I don't think mm-hmm. I can take him. Uh, just like Melvin Gordon. Um, <clears throat> Melvin Gordon's a little different because I've always believed he's holding out. You know, he's not. They, they sort of insulted him with the offer. The Cowboys haven't insulted Zeke. They've offered him number right. two or running back money. So they mm-hmm. haven't insulted him. But, you know, the Chargers insulted Gordon. So he's, I think he's going to make a statement here. Where Zeke, you know, I think he, I think he will be back. I don't, I don't think he wants to miss the games. I just don't think he does. So I think he signs mm-hmm. here. But under your scenario, if, you know, that after Labor Day he's not signed and you're drafting – not a first-round pick for me, and I probably can't take him in the top half of the second round either. Hmm. Yeah, I was uh, talking to, to Bluey as I mentioned uh, about the Giants. Uh, Sean O'Hara, uh, you know, former center for the Giants, he uh, was on the NFL Network. He's an analyst there. He, he had the Giants going ten and six. Uh, he has them losing to Dallas week one. But as a Giants fan. Damn, I, I hope he doesn't sign for week one. I, I don't want to play the Cowboys with Zeke, you know. So uh, I, I think 10 and 6 is too ambitious. I think maybe uh, Sean O'Hara should be checked maybe for concussion symptoms or whatnot. But, uh, <laughs> See, to, to me, that, that's a shame. Because whenever I hear a, a former teammate who's now an analyst on one of these shows, whether it be the NFL <laughs> Network or ESPN, and they say something right. like that, I now lose all respect for you. You, now, nothing right. you say, I will listen for, to, and I'll, I won't watch you. <laughs> I, I don't say that right. as a joke. I say, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. we, we want these shows for information. If you can't separate yourself, I'm a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. If I can't separate from the Cowboys, I'm no good to anybody. If I'm going right. to say, the, yeah. uh, you know, if I'm a Giant fan, I'm going to say the Giants go 10 and 6, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an embarrassment. Right. I mean, you're an emba- I mean, no one thinks Giants, no Giants going to go 500. And, and listen, the most <laughs> important thing for the Giants season is not to, really to win. It's to develop Daniel Jones for the future. That's Absolutely, the most important thing yeah. in the Giant season. All right, mm-hmm. so, uh, but I said, and he's not, by the way, Sean Hohar is not the only one. We've heard it from plenty of analysts who do this. And once again, I just lose respect for you because you, you obviously you can't be objective. Can't be objective, trying to make a name for themselves too, stand out out of the crowd. But right, I mean, I kind of see where you're coming from. I'm with you. All right, we'll come back, talk more fantasy football weekend, fantasy update, fantasy sports, Radio Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. And we are midway through NFL preseason and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package with the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge, regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. So, uh, Joe Galina, George Kurtz, uh, Sean Engel with you here. Weekend Fantasy Update. Um, <clears throat> before we left, we talked about Sean O'Hara uh, predicting the Giants would be 10-6. and six. Uh, I'm just going to go over it real quick with you. I don't want to bore people with this, but, uh, uh, George, he has, he has the Giants losing week one to Dallas. And then he has um, uh, three straight wins against the Bills uh, at the Bucks. And uh, against the Redskins. I don't think the Redskins are going to be a very good team. Um, Then he has them losing two straight to the Vikings and the Patriots. He has them uh, winning three, uh, four straight against the Cardinals, Lions, Cowboys, Jets. Uh, Then they play their bye. He has them losing three straight to the Bears, Packers, and the Eagles. And then uh, he has them winning three straight to finish off the season against the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Eagles. So just, I mean, real quick, any of those games, like, uh, stand out to you as, like, you know, what the heck is he talking about? (laughs) Well, A, he's giving them every 50-50 game goes to the Giants. You know, and that's amazing for a team that's not very good. (laughs) You know, they're not going to win everything. Jeremy, you're going to win half of them. But he's got everyone going to the Giants. He's got them beaten. He's got them going 4-2 in the division. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to split with Dallas and Philadelphia, and they're going to beat the Redskins twice. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, odds are to be the other way around. They'll go two and four. So, uh, listen, it's a homer pick. It's what it is. And like I said, it's, it's these guys that when uh, I, can't, I can't listen to you. Can't watch mm-hmm. you. If you can't separate what, what team you played for, then you're – and I don't know why these never even hire them because you're no good to anybody if you can't separate it. You know, if right. you can't be honest with yourself and separate, you're, you're no good there. Uh, a lot of games are 50-50. You know, when you, when you and I did the schedules, we I told you, the 50, 50 ones, yeah, you go, you're going on really educated guesses. How it goes then will right. probably depend on injuries, who's healthy, who's not at that time. And that's why all these prognostications are really useless anyway. Because there'll be so right. many injuries that'll change things up that, uh, sure. you know, what we thought in you know, August won't be the same as in October and November. But uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's, it's not just how Harry, I, you see this over and over again with all these ex-players they hire. That either, one, either they can't speak the language, or two, is they make mm-hmm. you know, predictions like this. Where they're still right. trying to, uh, you know, please the home team. You know, John Gruden. I never liked John Gruden as an announcer because everybody was great. To me, he yeah, was always yeah. playing. He was always announcing for his next job, and he didn't want to offend mm-hmm. anybody. So everybody was great. He didn't criticize anybody. This is the greatest person ever, greatest player ever, greatest linebacker I've ever seen. And that sort of thing. I was like, oh my god, I can't listen to you. You're mm-hmm. useless to me if everybody's great. There's no, there's no analysis there. There's no, at least not enough for me. So uh, I don't know, it just bothers me. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on this. Uh, so uh, we'll get off the uh, the Cowboys uh, talk for now. But uh, Pollard, if he has to fill in for a couple of games, uh, I mean, what kind of fantasy value does he give? What kind of production do you think uh, that, that he gives you? I mean, still running behind a, a pretty good offensive line and in a pretty good system, no? 
Yeah, I mean, he is, but he won't get the respect that Zeke got either. Uh, it, uh, mm-hmm. He'll still do some damage. And once again, you are playing with the Dallas first three games, Giants, Redskins, uh, and Dolphins. Uh, Redskins actually have a pretty uh, good defense. Giants, so-so. Dolphins, non-existent. So uh, he would still get a, a decent run. And once again, this is part of the leverage that Jerry Jones will use. That, hey, you know, we can go 2-1 and one without you in the first three. You know, that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And maybe 3-0, although I imagine it would be 2-1. and one. Uh, So Jerry Jones will use that. Powell is an okay back. And, uh, he's, but he's definitely the kind of guy you don't mind giving Zeke a blow. You know, a series here, a series there. Give him uh, some time off to rest him. Blowouts, he comes in, that sort of thing. You don't want him starting game in and game out. You just don't. Mm-hmm. The worry with Zeke is not so much uh, Pollard. You know, it's that if Zeke holds out that long where Pollard is starting, how long will it take Zeke to get in, uh, you know, get in game shape where you're getting Zeke? Is it a right. month now before you're really getting Zeke? What about the injuries? That sort of thing. That's the worry. Well, if you hear the uh, reports, he's a lean, mean fighting machine, right? Does uh, he's he's slim? He's trimmed down, uh, hanging out in Mexico. Uh, uh, I guess he's you know loving the life down there. You know, like you said, he's back. Oh, we, in we all know now, the deal, but... right? Everyone looks great at this point in time. <laughs> Everyone's fantastic. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's move over to the uh, Steelers Chiefs game. Steelers beat. The Chiefs 17-7. I was a little surprised to see Mahomes out there for two series uh, last night. Um, you know, he played one series in the first game, and uh, the guy can't help himself. He's such a competitor that uh, you know, especially week one, there was that play where you know, he, he's running with the ball, and then eventually he ended up taking the, the slide. But you know, anytime that this guy gets on the field, you, you, you're a little afraid as a fantasy owner and whatnot. No. <laughs> well, actually, uh, it was said that. Uh... Mahomes was going to play a half and ended up mm-hmm. being just two series rather than a half. So this was I wouldn't say this was quite the surprise. Uh, so I don't think there's any big thing there. But he was supposed to play. So I don't think he can be caught off guard. Why Andy Reid wants him to play so much? Eh, that's anyone's guess because I agree with you. I'm not – like I said, if, if I'm a you know, coach preseason, mm, I think every, every series they're in there, you're, you're, you're rolling with dice. You know, is, mm-hmm. is he going to make it? Is he going to get back up? I don't see any reason to play these guys all that much. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had him in all that much in there either. Yeah. Uh, no Damian Williams, uh, no carries for him. But uh, Darwin Thompson, we spoke about him last week, four for 30. That's a seven-and-a-half-point uh, average. Daryl Williams, six carries, 25 yards. Carlos Hyde had a fumble, uh, five carries, uh, 23 yards. So uh, Darwin Thompson, the guy... Uh, you know, I mean, this is going to be a bit. I, I just, I just have a feeling that this is going to be a little bit of a a busier backfield than we might have expected coming into the start of the preseason. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that last week with Damian Williams for his career has a total of 183 carries. I'm, I'm concerned about him uh, being able to, you know, be effective and productive uh, for the entire season. And carry the ball 200 to 250 times after you know just carrying the ball 183 times uh, for his career. I don't know if I'm worried about Williams all that much. You know, uh, I know I said it early on when uh, people were panicking. I, I thought it, uh, what they were saying, Andy Reid, the offensive coordinator, about uh, his role. I thought that was just trying to wake him up. You know, the fact that. Uh, he wasn't, you know, he, he's missing, skipping a lot of practice with an injury. And I, thought, I didn't think Andy Reid was just getting pissed off. You know, and he wanted to send a message. I think that's all that was. You know, and now we're back to sort of normal here. So I'm not, I'm not panicking all that much about Williams. I still have him as a high-end running back, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's where I would take him. If you're asking me right now, would I take Williams or Ezekiel Elliott, I would still take Zeke. You know, I think oh, uh, yeah. Elliott would probably have to miss a week or two before I uh, put Williams ahead of him. But mm-hmm. uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, bottom line is, I'm not worried about Williams. You know, I think he's going to get the lo- the main load there. I don't think they're going to go away from him. My only worry about Williams more, I don't know who he is. You know, is he that guy we saw in Miami forever? You know, that was blah? Or is he the guy that we saw last year with Kansas City? Is it just a, a real offense is showing what he can do? I'm not so sure that he is a star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, for the Steelers' side, um, again, no, no Bell, no uh, Brown, but uh, James Washington, uh, past couple of weeks has looked pretty good. Uh, four catches for seventy-eight yards. Uh, 
what give me your thoughts on James Washington after either watching games or highlights of him in, this, uh, in the first couple of preseason games, and do you think that maybe he outproduces Dante Moncrief uh, in the regular season? That's that's a fair question. It's something everybody wants to know because I'm a be I'm a believer that someone's got to step up in that passing game for Pittsburgh outside of Juju and outside of Connor McDonald. I like as a tight end, but he's not. He's not a Zach Ertz or a Kelsey, you know, or a Kittle, mm-hmm. a guy who can really uh, run a passing game all by himself. He needs uh, – he, he's not that kind of tight end. You know, so they, they need someone to step up, and you were expecting it to be Washington or Moncrief. And I don't know. I mean, uh, I've had issues with Moncrief in the past, you know, where he's let me down. So I mm-hmm. don't know if I'm going to be heavy on him in drafts. I, I do – we know he has talent. The question is, can he, can he show it off on a consistent basis? That's always right. been his issue. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You don't know what you're going to get game in and game out. Uh, Washington seems to be the better. You know, they, they want to give him a chance. You know, draft pick there. And, you know, yeah, he hasn't shown anything. You know, uh, like I said, he did have a good day uh, yesterday against the Chiefs. And he got Chiefs defense, say what you want. Uh, we had the you know, four, four catch of 78 yards. Nice. Nice, solid game there. Is that a sign of things to come? You know, next week is for week three. Generally, the, the dress rehearsal is like the same for the regular season. I'll be interested yeah. to watch him again. I did take James Washington in the, uh, the uh, yeah, Scott Fishbowl, but I took him late. Mm-hmm. You know, double-digit rounds, mm-hmm. I don't remember where. Uh, but I, So he's not someone I'm relying on. He's a bench player for me. And I think that's where, he's, where he belongs in fantasy leagues. Bench player with upside. You know, not a guy mm-hmm. that I'm probably going to, you know, I like to say, uh, Joe, that I, uh, you know, rounds 14, 15, you draft guys, you know, and f- – the hockey at the wave while you move on. Washington, I'll be more patient right. with because I think you might need a couple of weeks to see if he really makes chores in this offense or at least to figure out which one of uh, Washington and or Moncrief or Deontay Johnson, for that matter, ends up becoming Ben's f- second favorite target. Right. Uh, well, according to <clears throat> NFFC ADP, uh, James Washington in a typical 12-team league uh, goes somewhere around the 10th round, and you could wait a couple more rounds later to get Moncrief and again, it's just a, an average, an average of, of, of draft position. So it moves. Uh, but I, I think for me personally, I think I'd, I'd feel more comfortable taking the chance on Washington's uh, upside. Uh, I like him in, uh, you know, in his second year. So, uh, but, you know, like you said, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, next week. Uh, next week's very important. You're right. Uh, the dress rehearsal where typically uh, the starters will play a full half, right? That's what usually happens week three in preseason. No, that's like that's what we like to think happens. Whether it will or not, who knows? But yeah, generally yeah. starters do play uh, around a half. Yeah, we, I think we've seen mm-hmm. over the years now. A lot of these coaches get they, they just get more and more cautious. What we made it through yeah. a quarter, good enough. Let's move on. Right, and to me, the Rams are the most cautious. No, I mean, like I said, I think uh, twenty of twenty players didn't even uh, travel to to Hawaii uh, <laughs> last night. But uh, hey, you know, in, in a way, I, I don't blame them. So uh, if you're a uh, James Conner owner and if you're uh, the kind of guy or gal that likes to handcuff your running backs, who are you uh, more apt to try to get on your on your uh, fantasy team this year if you're a Conner owner? Is it uh, Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell? I'm not a big handcuff guy as far as drafting a handcuff. And I've said this before. The reason why is it's pretty simple for me. Most teams have some kind of two running back system. And there's a reason why we draft Zeke, Barkley, Kamar, McFadden, you know, David Johnson uh, so early is because they are one backs. Most teams have two back systems, which means those backs are valuable, that second back. They're more, much more valuable than just as a handcuff. You know, those guys I'm going to want to start in my bye weeks to cover my guys, that sort of thing. So I don't, I don't draft too many pure backups here. So to answer your question, though, if I had to uh, draft one or the other, I'd probably go Samuels. You know, I won't be mm-hmm. drafting him if I'm if I had I almost said Le'Veon Bell, but if I had Con, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like I said I wouldn't be drafting him purely as the handcuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I'd want some value out of it, somebody I can use during my bye week fillers, uh, that sort of thing there. But it would be Jalen Samuels. He'd be the next guy I would take in line. Gotcha. Okay. So what what are your uh, overall thoughts uh, on uh, Big Ben this year? Last year, five thousand one hundred twenty nine <laughs> passing yards for uh, Big Ben. That's the most in his career. Did it at age 36. I don't think he hits that mark. But uh, you know, with kind of a, a basically a little bit of a transition, 
You know, I mentioned earlier, obviously, and everyone knows, no, no Brown, no Bell, but we got Juju, and, you know, we got to see how Washington and, and, and uh, the Moncrief, like we just spoke about, and, and uh, Vance McDonald. What are we thinking in terms of uh, Ben Roethlisberger? He's still a top-12 quarterback, no? Yeah, he's close. Yeah, I, I have a top-12. I think I'm top-10, you know, so I like Ben. Uh, I think that he will throw the ball. I mean, I mean, I like Ben as a fantasy uh, player. I hate him as a person. I think he's a complete ass. Yeah, I know. I've but, worked uh, with you long enough to know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't hide those feelings about Ben. Uh, at no, all. That's fine. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to Ben, I mean, uh, it comes out. What, what What do you want? Do you want Ben, or do you want you know some people have Dak Prescott ahead of him? You think Dak Prescott's going to make the big leap? I don't. You know, Ben or Breeze. Breeze sort of died at the end of last year. I think it's similar this year. Plus, he just doesn't have any weapons. I mean, he has great weapons, the ones he has, Thomas and Kamara. But after that, I mean, it's just not a, not a lot there. And uh, some teams can take away those, make it tough. Uh, Luck is in this conversation now because this is the calf injury from hell. When is he coming back? Anyone? I don't think any of us knows when he's coming back. Uh, you know, Ben Russell Wilson. We know the Seahawks want to run the ball. They want to run the ball left, run the ball right, run the ball up the middle. For some reason, they want to take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands, which makes no sense to me. And, you know, they don't have any weapons around them. So that concerns me about Russell Wilson. You want to go uh, with uh, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson because they're going to run the ball? Okay, I, I can see that, but there's danger there. I'd rather have Ben over golf. Uh, I imagine Brady does move up now that he got Gordon, but not enough to want to take him uh, above Ben. I think it's still more of a, uh, a throwing team with Ben and Pitts. Right? They're going to really play through him. And then it's what? Rivers, Cousins, Winston. All, all these guys have some kind of value. I get it, but I would still have Ben ahead of barely. I'm not saying it's big, but it's barely mm-hmm. ahead of him. Right. I would take Ben. I have been uh, literally number nine in my rankings. Right. So uh, Camp Stewart, I had the pleasure of working with him yesterday, uh, gave me this uh, player prop on Big Ben, and I'll give it to you. 44, 59 and a half passing yards, over or under, for Big Ben this season. 5,129 last season. It was 4,459 and a half. Over, under, passing yards. I don't think he he gets to 5,000 again. Me neither. Uh, So um, 4,400. I'm going to go... You know, he had Juju and Brown last year. I'm going under. Mm-hmm. Under the 44-59. Very possible. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think he goes over 4,000. Yeah, it'll uh, be close. And I think he, I think he goes over yeah, 4,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it's a good number. It is a good number. So, Hey, it was Madonna's birthday this week. Did you wish her a happy birthday? Give her a ride oh, on your damn. slide? Yeah, I'm sure she'll be uh, so <laughs> upset that I didn't give her uh, birthday wishes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. With the, she really is. I think she has everything Just, she needs. She used Bye. to date A Rod, I think, right? We'll be back with more. <laughs> Good for her for getting out of that. <laughs> 